Welcome to Whitechapel Church Online. You're currently listening to preaching from our Sunday services. We believe that when the preaching happens, that collectively we're hearing the Word of God, and that God's Word has the power to change who we are. We also believe that God can meet you right where you're at, and that He has a Word specifically for you. We hope that you enjoy today's sermon, and we would love to have you at an in-person service. Head over to whitechapelchurch.com to get more info. Enjoy the sermon, and be blessed. I want to ask you to turn with me over to the book of Romans. Um, we're going to take a look at uh, just one verse, and then in our message this morning, we're going to look at a lot of verses But in Romans chapter 8, there is just one verse that is powerful. So we've been talking uh, the past several weeks about shame and the importance of us being able to discern the difference of shame and how the enemy decides to use that and what the Lord wants to do in our lives. So last week, we discovered that shame that is not resolved leads to anger. And whenever anger is unresolved, it always leads to destruction. And so a few weeks ago, as I was uh, plotting out and sensing that the Lord was wanting us to talk about shame for the next several weeks, one of the things that the Holy Spirit, um, not convicted, one of the things the Holy Spirit um, spoke to me was us knowing the importance of being, uh, knowing um, the significance of the Holy Spirit's voice in our life, and then being able to discern the variety of voices that actually speak to us. Do you know that there is always a voice speaking to you? Uh, It's always happening. And whenever you think it's not happening, there's always a voice. It's there. And so what I want us to learn this morning is that there is a difference between conviction and shame or condemnation. So, so catch the difference. We've talked for the past number of weeks about shame and condemnation. Um, and this morning, we're going to talk about conviction. And we have to know the difference in those two voices. Because you're going to experience a voice in your life. And in those moments that we sin, there is going to be a voice that comes to you. At some point, the conviction of the Holy Spirit is going to come to you, and you have to be able to discern that voice of the Holy Spirit. And then, if that sin goes unresolved, it will lead you to shame or condemnation. After you are set free from that sin, the voice of shame, condemnation continues in your life unless you are made aware of that and you overcome that the way that we've been talking for the last several weeks. So this morning, I hope to be able to help you to discern the difference of the voices that are coming at you. Is it shame or condemnation that you're experiencing? Or is that conviction from the Holy Spirit and being able to know at what point in your life these voices are speaking to you and then to be able to identify it and then, if it is the enemy, be able to rebuke it and overcome it. So in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, as we, I think, wrap up our conversation on shame, I want you to catch this voice or this uh, verse because it is important for you. 
Paul writing in Romans 8.1 says this, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. Do you catch the, the amazing freedom that Paul is sharing with us there? He's saying, listen, if you are in Christ, if you claim to be a follower of Christ and you have entered into relationship with Jesus, you have taken the payment for the sin of his blood being shed into your life and that is now how you are living your life. If that is you, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Hear this. There is no shame and no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And so if shame and condemnation are what you're experiencing, then you know that that is not the voice of God speaking to you. So do you see why it's important for you to be able to understand the voice that's speaking to you? Because if it's shame or if it's condemnation, that is not the one who knit you together in your mother's womb. That's the one that seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. And he will use shame and condemnation to immobilize you in your relationship with Jesus Christ. However, when we experience conviction, that is the voice of the Holy Spirit. And we have to know that voice because it starts with conviction after sin. And it can go two different ways, and we'll talk about that this morning. But Paul says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I like the Amplified Bible. I just want to share the Amplified Bible with you here because they give a little bit of explanation that I think is important for you to catch. He says, therefore, there is now no condemnation. So what is that? What is it that Paul is saying? There is no guilty verdict and no punishment. Isn't that awesome? Listen, if you're in Christ Jesus, if you have asked God to forgive you of your sin and you are walking in relationship with him, you don't have to be bound by shame. You don't have to be bound by condemnation because there is no guilty verdict for you. And if there's no guilty verdict for you, then why do we want to walk around moping instead of walking around in the newness of life that God has given to us? He goes on to say, for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, and he tells us, the Amplified translators tell us, that it's for those who believe in Jesus as the personal Lord and Savior and have received the payment of sin that he desires to give to us, that free gift. But it's important that you know that there is a huge difference between the conviction of the Holy Spirit and the shame and condemnation that comes from the enemy. Because at some point in your life, they're always, they're all, one of those voices are always going to be speaking to you. And here's the amazing thing about the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Once you are convicted, and once you respond to that conviction, 
Here's what I want you to catch. And it's important that you catch this. Once you receive and ask forgiveness and repent of that sin, you turn, repent simply means to turn and go the other direction. You're not staying in that sin any longer. Then it's important for you to understand that Jesus never brings up that sin again. Did you catch that? Once you repent and you walk the other direction, you've received the forgiveness of sin, God doesn't bring it up against you. We cannot believe what Paul wrote in Romans 8.1, where he says there is no condemnation, no guilty verdict. There is no punishment for sin for those that are in Christ Jesus. This says to me, what Paul says to me is, God doesn't ever come back and bring up that sin again. Because sin means you're guilty. Shame and condemnation are the voice of the enemy that always brings guilt, that always leads to anger, that then always leads to destruction. So do you see the different voices that the enemy will try to use against you? And when you understand that conviction is the voice of the Holy Spirit and shame and condemnation are the voice of the enemy, it changes the way that you approach life. It changes the way that you live your life. Because the enemy, listen, the enemy will mask shame as conviction. And if you don't know the enemy's voice, And if you can't discern the voice of God, you're going to miss it. Because you think that you're being convicted of something. And God, you keep coming back to God with something. You're like, God, I'm so sorry for whatever it was in my past. And I'm just just a mess. And I'm living in this this condemnation. Or I'm living in this mess. I'm just so sorry. I'm so sorry. And you just keep pouring this out to God. And God is saying to you, I don't know what sin it is you're talking about. Because when he forgives, he forgets. The scriptures tell us that he washes us whiter than snow. Now, it's important for us to remember where we once were so we can claim who we are now in Jesus Christ, but we don't let shame and condemnation immobilize us. It's okay to remember your old address, but you don't have your mail sent there. Because you are new in Jesus Christ. And if you're trying to find your identity in who you once were, that is shame and condemnation and not the conviction. And the deceiver, the enemy, all he does is mask shame as conviction. And you have to be able to discern the difference in the voice of God. Listen, there is, I want, if you write things down, I want to ask you to write this down. Because I want you to sit with the Lord this week, and I want you to ask the Lord some questions about these two statements that I put on the screen for you. The first says, the Holy Spirit works to convict us to push us away from the ensnarement of sin and towards God by being set free from sin. And so some key verses in this are the word Holy Spirit and pushing us towards God. I intentionally use the word push here. Because when you are pushed, it's not on your own strength or power. So I have this, um, 
I have this idea, um, and I think it's a good idea, that it's important to drive a car until the wheels fall off of it. Um, I just don't like making car payments. And I think that whenever a car is drivable, there's still a lot of life left in the car. But what happens sometimes when I do that, and I've done that with every car I've ever had, what happens is sometimes you want to use the car and it just doesn't work. So maybe you go to start it and uh, it doesn't start. Or maybe you're like Abby and I was once in a Chevy Impala that I had a few years ago before the, the one that I have now. Uh, that was Melissa's car, and I get the hand-me-downs, and I drive them until the wheels fall off, and she gets the good car with the air conditioning and the reliable trans, you know, all of that good stuff, which is, that's good. But Abby and I were driving in our Chevy Impala. We're headed home, and we're on, and we're in Crystal River, where we lived before we moved here. We're driving home on a four-lane highway, and my car loses power. I'm like, well, this is it. So it's time to start looking for a new car. But I was able to divert off to a side street. We're sitting on a st side street, and I called uh, one of the, the younger boys from, from uh, the church in Crystal River, and I said, hey, the car broke down. This is where we're at. Can you come help us out? And he came, and he helped us out. And you know what he did? Because my car had no power, he gave us a push. He gave us a push to help get the car going. And, and we were able to, to get up and running. But you know why he had to give us a push? Because my car had no power. My car had no strength. It wasn't able to run on its own. And so I used the word push here intentionally because you cannot come towards God without the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's job is to push you towards God, not using your own strength, but instead receiving what God has given to you and the urging, the pushing of the Holy Spirit. Listen, conviction always pushes you towards God. Conviction does not come into your life to separate you from God. Conviction comes in your life because of sin. You're already separated from God. And what God is doing is trying to fix that relationship and to push you closer to God with His strength to enable you to be all that God desires for you to be. Conviction is the Holy Spirit pushing you towards God so that you can be set free from sin. You're immobilized in sin. You cannot move towards God because sin separates. Conviction, and you need to hear that voice. You need to understand that voice. You need to be able to discern that voice because conviction pushes you towards God. On the other hand, condemnation or the condemning spirit is a spirit of the enemy that works to pull you away from God. And this is done always with shame and condemnation. So here are the two different voices that will be speaking to you. Condemnation or shame or conviction. Conviction is the Holy Spirit. Shame and condemnation come from the enemy and you have to know those two voices. So initially, conviction 
Conviction comes when we are in sin. But then once we're set free from the sin, conviction doesn't come back. Because you've already been set free from something. So if God has used his Holy Spirit to push you towards him and you're past that, why do you want to then go back into the past and try to bring it into the future? That it is, our relationship with Jesus does not work that way. Whenever something is coming from our past, that is shame and condemnation from the enemy. And we have to stand up when we hear that voice and we have to say, there is therefore, now there is therefore no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. And I am in Christ Jesus. I know that that is the deceiver trying to pull me back into sin. And I'm not going to let sin, I'm not going to let shame, I'm not going to let condemnation rule me because I have been set free. Listen. Conviction is a good thing in your life because that is the voice of God saying, hey, you've got a problem. And it's like having a car that you want to drive till the wheels come off and the check engine light comes on. It's saying there is a problem. You might be able to go for a few thousand miles or maybe 10, 20, 30, 40,000 miles with that check engine light. But there is a problem in your car that you need to get diagnosed. And at one point, I had a car that I thought, man, I can't get this light to go off. They tell you, you got to do this, you got to do this. And so I just got a little bit of black electrical tape, and I put it right there on the dash, and I covered the light off. I, the light went away. It's good to go. But you know what? My car eventually stopped working because I did not address the issue. And when you experience conviction in your life, you might be able to get away think you get away for a month, two months, three months, a year, or however long. But listen, if you don't respond to the Holy Spirit's voice of conviction, you're going to hit a brick wall. So you've got to know the voice. You have to be able to discern the voice. So these are the, the, this is what happens when conviction comes in your life. You have to know this stuff because you have to be able to know the voice. When conviction comes, you've got two paths. Are you going to experience John chapter 8 and be set free? Are you going to respond to the Holy Spirit's conviction as he is pushing you towards God? Or are you going to go the path of being immobilized in shame and condemnation and hiding like Adam and Eve did in Genesis chapter 3? The choice is up to us. And when conviction comes, that's God speaking. And it can set us free. And then we never, we never, unless we sin again, are convicted of that issue again. Because we're set free of that. And there is therefore no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. But whenever we sin, we come back to that place. And the Holy Spirit brings conviction in our life. Saying, hey, check your soul. Check your soul. There's a problem. You need to deal with that. I'm pushing you towards God through conviction. And you can either be set free or you can be stuck in shame and condemnation. But there is a path that goes two different directions and there are two different voices that are speaking to you. You can respond to the Holy Spirit or you can get so caught up in shame and condemnation that you are then responding to the voice of the enemy. And that's why it's important for you to know the difference to the voice that you're listening to so you have to know the voice of God 
Now, I don't want to tell you that you need to know the voice of the enemy. I don't want you to try to pick out the voice of the enemy. I don't want you to try to think, oh, this is the voice of the enemy. No, we don't want to give the enemy any ounce of attention. Because when we're listening for the enemy's voice, we might miss the voice of the Holy Spirit. What I want you to learn to do is to pick up on the voice of the Holy Spirit and then remember that any other voice other than the voice of the Holy Spirit is the voice of the enemy. God has one voice that he speaks to you, and that's the voice of the Holy Spirit. The enemy will use anything and everything that he can around you in order to distract you from the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so you have to know the difference to the voice that you're listening to. God's voice will always push you towards him. The enemy uses a multitude of voices to pull you away from God. And so the enemy may be using a simple thing like your calendar, like your time, like other things that rise up to become idols in your life to distract you from the voice of the Holy Spirit. I want you to hear me. The television is not the voice of the enemy, but the enemy can get you so distracted by the television that you miss the voice of the Holy Spirit. Your calendar and the busyness of life is not the voice of the enemy. But the enemy can use your calendar and fill it up so much that you miss the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so that's why it's important for you to not try to pick out the voice of the enemy. It's important for you to learn the voice of the Holy Spirit and then recognize that anything other than that is not God speaking to you. There's a difference. And there's two different ways that you can go whenever the Holy Spirit speaks to you. You can follow the path of John chapter 8, verse 36, where Jesus says, So if the Son has set you free, you will be free indeed. And who would not want that? But you know how that comes in our life? By the Holy Spirit pushing us closer and closer towards God. You have to know the work that is happening in your life, though. You have to know what the Holy Spirit is doing. So the bottom line is guilt, shame, and condemnation are pulling you away from God. But conviction pushes you towards God. Catch the difference. Catch the difference and make sure that you know the voice of the Holy Spirit. So what's the most important thing that you need? So as we think about wrapping up here in just a few minutes and we get ready to go about our day, we get back to the television, we get back to our calendar, we get back to time with family, we get back to the things that we're going to accomplish or our plans or our agenda. What's the most important thing for you to catch from today outside of being able to know the difference between conviction and shame or condemnation? It's this, you need to hear the Lord's voice. You need to hear the Lord's voice. And you know what? The Lord is speaking to you. I promise you. The Lord is speaking to you. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you. 
And if you aren't picking up on his voice, then we have to make sure that your spiritual antenna is fine-tuned and it is searching for what the Lord is saying to you. And it is receiving the signals that the Lord is saying to you. Psalm 34 verse 4 says this, I sought the Lord and listen, he answered me. He answered me. Do you catch the Lord of all creation wants to speak to you? And David said, I sought him and he answered me. When you seek the Lord, he will always answer. Always. Revelation chapter 3, verse 20 says, Here I am, Jesus speaking. If you have a red letter edition Bible, these words are in red saying Jesus spoke these words to John and he recorded them for us. He said, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. You know how I know that Jesus is speaking to you? Because he told us that he's standing at the door and he is knocking. That was not just for John. That is for every single one of us. Jesus is standing at your door and he is knocking. And he said, if you hear my voice, he's speaking to you. He's speaking to you. Are you listening to the Holy Spirit? Or are you so caught up in shame and condemnation from some things from your past that the enemy is using to pull you away from God? You see, God is speaking. The promise for us, the assurance that we have is that he is here, he is knocking, and he is speaking, but whose voice are you listening to? In John chapter 10, verse 3, verse 4, and verse 27, Jesus said, the sheep hear his voice. That's the shepherd. He's the shepherd, the one who's standing there speaking. The sheep, that's us, hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And the sheep follow him. Why? Catch this. Because they know his voice. You have to know his voice. And anything that is not his voice that you're listening to must stop today. You have to know his voice. It goes on in verse 27. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Why do they follow him? Because the Holy Spirit is pushing us towards God through his speaking to us. In John chapter 16, verse 13, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own. This is the Holy Spirit you catch how the Holy Spirit is speaking to us? He's not speaking on his own, Jesus said. 
Not doing it on his own initiative. Not doing it with his own power. Not doing with his own words. But instead, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will disclose to you what is to come. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 7. Therefore, just as the Holy Spirit says. Do you see what's happening here? The Holy Spirit is speaking. He's speaking. He's standing at the door and he's knocking. He is asking for you to respond to him. But you get to respond. Which way are you going to go? Are you going to be set free? Or are you going to be caught up in shame and condemnation? The path is here this morning. The Holy Spirit has spoken. And he is inviting you to receive that which Jesus gave to you on the cross. Are you going to go in freedom? Or are you going to get stuck in shame and condemnation? If you don't know his voice, you will always end up in shame and condemnation. Time and and time and time and time again. Then in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25, see to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking. Who is it that's speaking? It's the Holy Spirit. My charge to you this morning, Whitechapel Church, is Hebrews 12, 25. See to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking. The most important voice in your life is the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit always pushes you towards God so that you can be set free. And there is no condemnation in that. We must hear the Spirit and live in the Spirit. But here's what the enemy says to you all the time. And I want you to catch this because you might miss this and think that it's the voice of God, but it's not. Whenever you experience what I'm about to tell you, this is not condemnation. I mean, I'm sorry, this is not conviction. This is condemnation. The enemy will tell you, you can't do whatever it is because you're not spiritual enough. You catch that? The enemy will say, no, 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 stop, sit back down. You're not spiritual enough. You know what? None of us are spiritual enough. Because of Genesis chapter 3, all flesh has never been spiritual enough. If we were to bring Billy Graham, if we were to bring A.W. Tozer, or whoever, you just name some giants of our faith, and we were to have the privilege for them to come back and stand on this stage and tell us anything, do you know what they would tell us? I believe they would tell us that they were never spiritual enough, but the Holy Spirit pushing us towards God is creating us over and over in His image. And whenever you hear that come into your life, no, 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 you are not spiritual enough. That is shame and condemnation, and that is not the work of the enemy. I'm sorry, that is not the work of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. I am not spiritual enough is always the enemy. And that's why you've got to know the voice of God. Because the enemy is going to be throwing these types of things at you, and you have to know who you are. Well, in Christ Jesus where there is no condemnation and you have been set free, you know what you've become? You have become the righteousness of God. Listen, that has made you spiritual enough. And if you're listening to the Holy Spirit's voice and he tells you something, then you know what? He believes you're spiritual enough. You have to be able to know the voice 
Because the enemy is, he's the deceiver. He's going to constantly be telling you things over and over and over that are lies. You've got to be able to identify the voice of God. So I want to tell you how to do that. It's important for you to be able to discern his voice. And I want to tell you how to do that. The first is you have to sit with God and you have to ask him to teach you this. You have to ask him to teach you this. When you sit with God, it's important for you to say these words. God, I want to be able to identify your voice. You see, that says, this is my intent to God. And whenever we ask God for him to teach us something, you know what? He's going to do it. Because we're saying, God, I love you so much. And I am so thankful for this relationship that you've given to me. I want to be able to discern your voice. So that as I hear your voice, then I'm able to block out all of the other voices in my life. And I make sure that I'm staying in your perfect will. Now listen, God speaks to us in all kinds of different ways. All kinds of different ways. He doesn't always speak the same way. There are some times that God speaks to us through the Bible. That's his spoken word. I guess, I, I guess I'll share that one with you. Um, the second is grab your Bible and read. Grab your Bible and read it. I get frustrated when people say, I don't hear from God. Well, he's spoken. <laughs> it's here. It's Genesis to Revelation. If you want to hear from God, open this up and read it. <laughs> You can't say, I, I don't hear from God without getting in the Bible because this is God's word. If you're not getting this, you're probably not going to get other stuff. But whenever you sit with God and whenever you're asking him to teach you his voice so you learn it, you have to remember that God speaks in all kinds of different ways. This Bible, Genesis to Revelation, is one way that God speaks to us. There are other times in our lives that God puts people in our lives that actually speak to us. One of the things that I defend in a huge, huge way is whoever we allow to step up on this platform to speak God's word, not just in these services, but also in our chapel services. Because I have to be so confident that they hear from, Lord, from the Lord that they only say that which they have received from him. That's, so we have to make sure that the people that are speaking to us are giving us what God has spoken and they haven't missed the voice of God. There are other times that God speaks to us through nature. I remember standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon a number of years ago and just being overwhelmed with his presence and just led me to tears to know that the God who caused this to come into existence did it for our enjoyment. And here I am standing on the edge of what God gave, and I just had this overwhelming power of his presence. There are another, there's another time in the Bible that God spoke through a donkey. So it's important for you to understand and discern the voice of God. Because if you're not catching the voice of God, you're liable to miss what he is saying to you. And so if he's speaking through somebody to you, if he's speaking to you through Genesis to Revelation, if he's speaking through a donkey, however it is, you need to know the voice of God. And so sit with God and ask him to help you understand and be able to discern his voice. Grab the Bible and read. 
Get into his word. Because as you get into his word and as you begin to digest it like a meal, you're taking it in and you're consuming it. And as you are then living that out, the amazing thing that always happens is God always speaks. Now listen, there are some times that I sit down with God's word and I'm reading through God's word. and I'm like, man, I'm just not getting anything out of this. But does that mean I get mad and I throw this away and I don't ever go back to it? No, I, you don't do that. We don't do that in any of our relationships. So why would we do that in our relationship with the Lord? Whenever you don't get something out of it, you know what you do? You get up tomorrow and you get back in the Word of God. And if you don't get anything that day, you get up and you get back in the Word of God. You keep doing it because I think that sometimes God is testing us if we are serious or if we just want a band-aid on the problem that we're facing that day. When you seriously seek the Lord... When you are serious about being able to discern his voice, you'll know it, and he'll help you. You've got to sit with the Lord and ask that he teach you to hear his voice. You've got to grab your Bible, and you have to read, and you've got to write it down, put it in your journal. There are some times that even I hear something that I'm just not certain that that is the voice of God speaking to me. So what do I do? I write it down. And you know what I write after that? I'll write, God, I think this is you speaking this, but I need you to provide clarity to this. I need you to continue to reveal. And you know what I do? I hold on to that until the Lord gives me the next step. I wait. Because if you really want to know the voice of God, this is what I believe testing actually means. I'll write it down in my journal. Now, why do I write it in my journal? Because I forget. I don't know about any of you, but I am a forgetful person. That's why I know that the Lord blessed me with Melissa. There are some days I don't remember my own name. She remembers everybody's name. She doesn't forget anything and can tell you what she ate on the first day of kindergarten. I don't even remember kindergarten. If I don't write something down in my journal, I've forgotten it. It's gone. And listen, if the most powerful person in the world, who, who could that be? E.F. Hutton? Isn't that, what the isn't that what the commercials tell us? When E.F. Hutton speaks, then everything stops. If E.F. Hutton were to come in here, we were to let him stand on this stage, and he were to tell us something important, wouldn't you want to write that down to make sure that you had it exactly the way that he said that? If somebody came in here and they stood on this stage and said, listen, I'm going to tell you, and this is an assurance, if you did one plus two that I'm going to tell you, then you will receive a million dollars. Do you know what we would do? We would be writing it down. We'd be taking pictures of the screen. We'd be making sure that we got every single detail right. So why wouldn't you write down what God said to you? That's more important than somebody that comes in here like E.F. Hutton or somebody that's going to tell us how to get a million dollars. Why wouldn't you write that down? The blessing of Genesis to Revelation is that there were a bunch of people that wrote down what God said. So why don't you write down what God says? If God tells you something, write it down. Because we are a forgetful people. And you might think, well, I'm going to remember that. 
But you know the beauty of it is? When you write it down in a journal, you can go back and then the Holy Spirit's like, look where you used to be. And the enemy's telling you, you're not, you're not anything of any value. But you can go back to your journal and you can look at the amazing growth that you have had in God because you've written down the things that the Lord has said to you. And so then as I write things down that I'm not certain about, and I'll say, God, I'm not certain this is you. I think this is you that's saying to this, this to me. The Lord continues the conversation because I keep opening the door when he's knocking and he comes in and we have a conversation. And then I just simply write that conversation down. If you want to get caught up in shame and condemnation, then don't write down what the Lord says to you. If you are fine being held back and paralyzed, immobilized in your faith because of the chains of shame and condemnation, then fine, you can do that. But you will never be free and reach the potential that God actually has for you. But if you want to be free from that, if you want to hear God's voice, if you want to be able to discern his voice, then you have to write down the things that he says to you. And the last thing that's important for you to catch is it's important for us to fast and pray. Fast and pray. We get the praying part. And, that's, and I'll tell you, really, when I'm, when I'm writing some things down in my journal, that's what I'm doing. It's just maybe me recording some of my prayers, some of the things that, that I'm writing down. Sometimes, uh, sometimes um, the beauty of being able to write things down is it forces my brain to slow down. Because my brain is like the bullet train that you see over in, in, in Japan. It's just, it's just like constantly going all over and over. But whenever I'm writing something down, it forces me to slow down. And the beauty is whenever my brain slows down, the Holy Spirit always shows up. Because I'm not tripping over myself. Fasting and praying. So that's the praying part. Fasting part. There is amazing significance whenever we sacrifice and whenever we give up something. Because you know what I believe that does to us? I believe that it shows the Lord, listen, I am serious about whatever it is that you're speaking to him about. And I am so serious about it, I'm going to give up something. I'm going to give up a meal, or I'm going to give up food for a day, or I'm going to give up television, or I'm going to give up social media. Oh, can you live if you do that? Uh, but if you're going to fast, you need to say to the Lord, listen, I'm serious and I'm so serious that I'm going to give up this so that we can have this conversation that the Holy Spirit is using to push me towards you. And let me give you a significant piece of scripture. It's Acts 13.2. And I want you to catch this because this summarizes everything this morning. While they, the early church and the disciples, the apostles, while they were, catch this, Worshiping the Lord and fasting. You see, God had a mission for them. They did not have the fullness of that mission until the beginning of Acts 13 2 came, came to be. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, then the next piece, then the Holy Spirit said. Do you see the significance? of spending time with the Lord and fasting and worshiping Him? It's when those things happen that the Holy Spirit spoke. 
Because the Lord understood that they were serious. They did not just want a band-aid, but they wanted to hear the voice of God and only do what the voice of God says. And so they spent time fasting, they spent time in prayer, they spent time in worship, and after they had done all of those things, in the middle of all of that, the Holy Spirit spoke and gave them what the next steps were. Listen, unless you are, I believe, unless you are doing these things, you won't be able to fully discern the voice of the Lord. And number three, the journaling was a big part of how I began to discern the voice of the God, the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because always before I wrote things down in my journal, I would receive maybe a little nugget from the Lord. And I would think, man, I've got everything that I need to know. But no, I maybe only had one cell of an entire body. And the Lord wanted to have a conversation. And I always felt that whenever I would run out, in looking back, I always felt that the Lord was like, wait, 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 I've got more that I want to tell you. But because I was not practicing the discipline of writing things down, I would miss it. And then the Lord would say something to me that was in my past that he intended for my future, and I didn't write it down. And so I would have to always constantly go back and say, God, and then God would say, yes, we've already had this. I've already told. You see, it's important for you to practice these disciplines so that you know the difference in conviction and the Holy Spirit's voice and shame and condemnation. Thanks for joining us at Whitechapel Church Online. We pray that today's sermon blessed you and that you'll continue to join us as we lean into God's Word together. Until next time, have a great week and be blessed.